Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Well, it's great to be back with you folks on uh, this podcast. And we're continuing on in the book of Job, and there's so much going on in the book of Job. I mean, uh, the Lord has been comparing and bringing up animals and talking about uh, his earth. He's been talking about nature and animals. He, he dealt with Job. Job humbled himself in the last chapter and chapter number 40. He, he told God he was vile. He told God he needs to put his hand over his mouth and submit to God. We are able to get a practical application out of that, that when the trials are there, when times are tough, when we're going through the bad times, when things hurt, uh, we need to put our hands over our mouth and submit to God and understand we're vile and understand that we have everything within us through our prayer life, through the Holy Spirit of God in our hearts to talk to God every day. We have everything within us to lift these things up and have communication with God and <clears throat> excuse me, and to, to talk to him and live through these things. And, and I think this morning, Stephanie, more, maybe more than ever, uh, we continue to see how we're supposed to come out of a trial and, and how God brings us. So we, we saw yesterday, God's continuing to remind us, and he's going to remind us big time today. He's continuing to remind us that he's in all the details, that he makes the huge, he makes the small, he takes care of every detail. And, and, uh, and what is it? Take no thought, uh, over there in Matthew. Yeah. 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 And, uh, uh, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all, uh, what does it say? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and all these things should be added unto you. Something like that. I hope I didn't mess anything up there, but it's something like that. And uh, so here we are, we're on chapter 41, but uh, we're all honored as always to have uh, uh, Stephanie Wesco with us. So Stephanie, catch us up. How are you this morning? Well, Doug, I am sitting in my car and it's cold and it's raining now. But other than that, I am doing awesome. Well, and you know, thank God you got a car to sit in. So uh, real That's quick, right. you, you caught us up uh, a couple days ago. Peeps are always asking about your family. So the 32nd version, because just a couple podcasts back, you caught us up on the Wesco worship team there. And uh, so, <laughs> so, so catch us up. Anything new we need to know? Is everything going fine uh, with the kiddos? Yep, everything, as far as I know, is going as well as it can be. So. And the most important question, is Emmy's favorite make-believe uncle still Uncle Dud? Is, uh, That's right. So we're still in the ballpark there, so not much you to worry are. about there. All right. No, no, yeah. threats, no threats to that position. Yeah, there's, there's nothing close. And uh, <laughs> I, I, she told me the other day that I'm her best friend. So I'm holding she that. I'm, I'm holding hard onto that position. So we're in chapter 41, and and folks, we're always trying to find the app, the uh, practical application, or how you can apply this to you. How can it, this be applied to your trials? And uh, and let's look at chapter 41, and maybe you can be thinking as we're going through this how we can apply this. And you know, it's hard to believe we're on the last two chapters. Uh, of the book of Job. And, and I, you know, we've been praying and talking about where we were going from the book of Job. Uh, I want you to know that I think uh, uh, Stephanie and I are just moving over one book to the book of Psalms and finding PTSD and help for it in the book of Psalms. But here we are here in chapter number 41. 
canst thou draw out the Leviathan with the hook, with a hook, or his tongue with a cord, which thou lettest down? Canst thou put a hook into his nose, or bore his jaw through a thorn? Will he make many supplications unto thee? Will he speak soft words unto thee? Will he make a covenant with thee? Will thou take him for a servant forever? Will thou play with him as, as with a bird? Or will thou bind him for thy maidens? Shall the companions make a banquet of them? Shall they part him among the merchants? Canst thou fill his skin with barbed irons or his head with fish spears? Lay, lay thine hand upon him. Remember the battle. Do no more. Behold, the hope of him is in vain. Shall not one be cast down even at the sight of him? None is so fierce that dare stare him. Who then is able to stand before me? Who then is able to stand before me? Man, wow. Uh, who hath prevented me that I should repay him? Whatsoever is under the whole heaven is mine. And I'm going to say that again because it's so significant to where we're at in life, friends. Whatsoever mm -hmm. is under the whole heaven is mine. I will not conceal his parts, nor his power, nor his comely proportion. Who can discover the face of his garment? Or who can come to him with his double bridle? Who can open the doors of his face? His teeth are terrible round about. His scales are his pride, shut up together as with a close seal. One is so near to another that no ear can come between them. They are joined one to another. They stick together. They cannot be sundered. By his sneezings a light doth shine, and his eyes are like the eyelids of morning. Out of his mouth go burning lamps, and sparks of fire heap out. One of his nostrils go as smoke, as out of a seething part of Keldron. His breath kindle coals, and a flame goeth out of his mouth. In his neck remaineth strength, and sorrow is turned into joy before him. The flakes of his flesh are joined together. They are firm in themselves. They cannot be moved. His heart is as firm as a stone. Yeah, as hard as a piece of nether millstone. When he raiseth up himself, the mighty are afraid. By reasons of his breakings, they purify themselves. The sword of him that layeth at him cannot hold. The spear, the dot, nor the hebergeon. Uh, hebergeon, I'm sorry. The, he esteemeth iron as straw, and brass as rotten wood. The arrow cannot maketh him flee. Sling stones are turned with him into stubble. Dots are counted as stubble. He laugheth at the shaking of a spear. Sharp stones are under him. He spreadeth sharp points, things upon the mire. He maketh the deep to boil like a pot. He maketh the sea like a pot of ointment. He maketh a path to shine after him. One would think the deep to be hoary. Upon earth there is not his like, who is made without fear. He beholdeth all high things. He is king over all the children of pride. Heavenly Father, we love you. <clears throat> Thank you, dear Lord, for being so good to us. Thank you for allowing us to go through Job here. Help us, Lord, as we talk through this in Christ's name. So, uh, Stephanie, we're here in chapter number 41. He comes right out with the, with the behemoth, with the Leviathan. Uh, he's talking about 
this is a this is a, a, like a dinosaur, like all the different things. He's, he may be going through more than one animals. He's talking about how you can't hurt him, that he can oppose him, yet people with their spear, with their hooks, they can wrap around him, they can bring an end to him. Uh, you know, almost like capturing this like a fish or an animal begging God for mercy. And he's talking about, you know, a group of men ganging up and getting them is, uh, is what I'm getting there in one through eight and the different things that can go on. Um, and, you know, it drives full circle the truth that, you know, right in the beginning of Job, from the beginning of Job, you know, almost to me, Job talking about how great God is, how wonderful God is, putting on the robe, the ashes, all the different things, being out there in the Newtown dump and, and showing everybody he was repenting and getting right to God. Doesn't it seem like this book is becoming full circle? We're seeing how great God is, what God can do, how things are working, all these different things. Doesn't it feel like you, Stephanie, that, that we're making a full circle in the book of Job here in chapter 41? Yeah, I think to me the book of Job, as we as we are in the last chapter of God talking to Job, I think it's interesting to me that God ends the book describing the most what I believe was probably one of the most powerful creatures. Yeah, in the world at that time, um, I've heard different creationists talk about this creature um, and believe that it was T. Rex. It was the Tyrannosaurus Rex. Yeah. And um, this dinosaur was massive. It was powerful. And it was the hardest to take down. And um, when I think about the fact that God ends is talking to Job with describing this, this creature... And he ends it with, he beholdeth all high things. He is a king over all the children of pride. Yeah. I think in the end, I almost feel like God isn't so much talking about T-Rex at the end of this chapter. He's describing Satan. And somewhere in this chapter, God is... I think in a certain way, yes, he's still talking to Job. But I think in the end of this chapter, he's smacking Satan around too. Yeah, he, I think because he's smacking we, everything around saying, you know, listen, who can make a creature like this? You know, these creatures can yeah. do these things to us, but they have no power over me. They have no match yeah. on the earth, but they're not me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's I, obviously God is telling Job the, 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 the one creature that no one can take down, the one creature that men work together to get him. And, I mean, he esteems iron as straw, brass as rotten wood. This, this creature is one strong dude. Yeah. He's fire-breathing. Um, we're talking something that's out of our range as far as to understand in today's world. You know, we think of a, an elephant or, um, as far as land creatures, we don't, we don't even have something now to compare this creature to. We don't. Nowhere on um, the earth. Yeah. No. And so this, this is hard for us to imagine, except for when they find dinosaur skeletons and we see how big they are and how ginormous and fierce this creature that God calls Leviathan 
would have been. And God says, you know, he never says it per se, but pretty much is like, Job, it's just a creature to me. And I made him, ironically enough, the same day I made you. And it's to leave Job, obviously, in that place of humility. But I think that it's interesting the way God ends the chapter with he is the king over all the children of pride. Yeah. And it shows me how much God detests pride. Yeah. Because he ends this chapter slapping pride around. Yeah, and, and, and you know, some people get this chapter all wrong. I remember years ago I heard a uh, more of a liberal type of answer saying, well, <coughs> you know, chapter 41 really has no bearing uh, over what Job's going through. I'm glad Job didn't think that way, and I don't think that way at all. Job dealt with pride. Job, de uh, Job dealt with a lot of things that we all deal with. And mm -hmm. chapter 41, it stands as a stock reminder, a very strong, strong reminder that God can create things that breathe fire. God can create things that takes an army to take down. God can create things that uh, we can't imagine. We can't create anything. And I mean, I think, I think what you said is right on, is, is we got to understand that God, and God can create a path away from our trials. God can create a path away from our PTSD. God can create a path away from our bad times. God can create a path away from separating from the knuckleheads. God can create a path to bring us to a better place. I mean, do you see what I'm saying? I mean, maybe that's yeah. what, maybe that's what this is all about, Stephanie, is that path out, that uh, knowing that pride is our problem, that knowing that not only is pride our problem, but that we don't seek God and uh, that our right hand can fix things over there in chapter 40, that we can get right with God and get on our face. And, and uh, I mean, that's what, that's what keeps on grabbing me here. And, uh, you know, darts are counted as stubble. You know, darts back then were arrows and, and they're counted as stubble. I mean, they're nothing. And, uh, and God says, I can create that. I made that. I created that. I can create anything. I can create any new situation. I can fix any situation. I mean, is that where you're coming at uh, with me here, Stephanie? Or Yes, yes. And especially as we go into chapter 42. Yeah. Um, you know, let's go back to how this book started. Well, This book started off with Satan challenging God. Yeah. And God challenging Satan back. And, um, you know, when I think of our current presidential election and some of the ways it's almost like, you know, we shouldn't be challenging, you know, Christians are just supposed to roll over and play dead. No, God challenged Satan said, have you considered my servant Job that there's none like him in the earth? One that fears God and is choose evil. Yeah. And are we challenging, are we someone that God can look at that Satan watches because this is who we are? And that's who Job was. And Job lost sight of who he was in Christ, to put it in a church age setting, in the midst of his trial. And it wasn't that he didn't love God anymore, but his vision got skewed. And, and God's taken those scales, those those that vision of that skewed away from Job and coming, bringing him back to Job. This is who you are. This is who I am to you. Yeah. And 
humble yourself before me. Trust that I am God. And trust that I am working all things together for good in your life. Yeah. And that's where I come to as we come to the end of chapter 41 is God has just spelled out to Job who he is in the creation of the world and how he holds every solitary animal, plant, planet, all of it. He holds it all together, all by himself. Yep. And I have no right to question him. My job is to humble myself before him. And as Job did, come before God and say, I've heard of you. I've read of you. But now I've seen you. Wow. And to come to that point of humbling ourselves before him. And, and I'll be honest with you. Before going through trials, I loved the Lord and I wanted to serve him and my heart was there. But when I look back over all the different things God's allowed from being emotionally, verbally, mentally abused um, on a regular basis for many years um, through my whole twenties and then, you know, everything that got allowed in my life physically and Charles death, all of these things, God became more real to me as a result of those trials than he ever would have been any other way. Yeah. And um, I think when I look back, I have, it leaves me having to thank the Lord for those things, even though the pain of them is awful and I hate that part, knowing that I, I serve a God who does all things well. I serve a God who, who loves me, loved me enough to die for me. And if he loved me that much, and if I can trust him for my salvation from eternal punishment, can't I trust him that he's going to work all things, even those dark threads, even these Job-like things that God brings us through? Can't we trust him that he's going to work all those things together for our good and his glory? Yeah, and I, I, I think that's exactly where we're going. I think that's exactly where God wants us to be, is, is to understand that we have problems of our own that God's trying to fix in us and in our world, yeah. you know, and I've said this several times that, you know, we go through trials, we go through terrible things, not only because of things we do and because we're a sinner, uh, but for, it's because of sin in the world. Mm -hmm. And in this trial that we're going through uh, may be a trial to be used by someone else, not just us. They're always used by us, but maybe there's someone close to us that our trial can help. Maybe there's someone close to us that our trial can bring them to a good place. Maybe there's some, you know what I'm saying? Maybe we're missing something here. Maybe we're missing the fact uh, in our lives when we're in the midst of trials, we're in the midst of these PTSD things, we're in the midst of hurting hearts, we're in the midst of everything. Maybe Job is bringing us to the point of understanding where we've got to download our pride we got to download our humility. we got to know that we serve a God that can make the biggest behemoth creature on earth, that can make the smallest creature on earth and take care of them, that can take care of fragile eggs, that can take care of the most obnoxious animal. Uh, maybe, maybe the whole point is exactly what you said, is knowing that God can provide a path, knowing that God can provide a change, knowing that God can turn everything over, knowing that God's omnipotent, all-powerful, uh, you know, that attribute alone 
can blow away our enemies. That attribute alone can take us out of these narcissism holds. That attribute alone can take away our former abuse. That attribute alone can put us in a position where we can live a normal life, Stephanie. I mean, maybe yeah. maybe that's what this is all about. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. They, yeah. Well, and I think our normal, you know, we have a view of what normal is and utopian view, so to speak. Yeah. And um, something you said to me when we started counseling that I'll never forget was when I said something about being too broken, your automatic comeback wasn't, I'm so sorry. You said, no, that's wonderful. I'll never forget when you said that because... It made me do a double take. Now I feel bad. A, yeah. No, it was a good thing. It was, it was, that's wonderful that you're broken because now God will put you back together. And some God puts back together will be stronger because it's him. And our flesh is so weak, but our pride is so great. And I think that's what God's trying to say to Job at the end of, of chapter 41 is, Job, your flesh is weak, and you've loved me, you've feared me, but your flesh is still weak. And Job, I'm going to put you back together now, and you're going to know beyond a shadow of a doubt it's nothing in you, it's all me. And to be in that place, did Job ever lose the pain of having lost his first ten children? Did he ever lose the pain of all of the trauma he had been through. Did he ever lose all of the physical pain? I don't know. I know he didn't lose the pain of losing his children. And I know he, he never would have lost the PTSD effects of everything he went through. But what Job came away from with, from chapter 41 was the fact that it didn't matter. He was broken or not because God was the one who had created him. And God could put him back together. And he was going to love God and serve him and fear him even more because of who God had become to him in a whole new way. Yeah, I think, and I think that's right. And I know that God releases Job uh, from the terrible things in 42. Yes. But I, I agree. And, 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 you know, folks, let me just make this comment. And, uh, and we're going to wrap here in a second. But let me just make this comment. I think it's really important that God can heal everything in us with PTSD, but just like uh, any besetting sin, just like uh, uh, you know, a husband yelling at his wife, a wife yelling at his husband, we can seek forgiveness, we can get right, but every day we need to die of those things in our life. And I, that's exactly what Stephanie's talking about. Job still has a journey. Job still has a journey that he has to give to God every day. Stephanie still has a journey. I still have a journey. And so do you. But God gives us everything we need to get out of it. But we have to take this journey every single day. We have to take this journey. Just like a husband who yells at his wife can repent of it, can say, I won't do it again. But, you know, he may do it again because he needs to take that journey. And, uh, and that's what this is all about. We're, we're just thrilled to be talking to you folks today. And uh, what an honor. One chapter left, one day left in the book of Job, Stephanie. And, and, uh, and we think that's really uh, a wonderful place to move into the book of Psalms from there. 
But uh, we would love to have the opportunity again to hear from you folks. Help for Wounded Spirits is a Facebook page. Drop us a line. Uh, contact us on our personal pages. We'd, we, we certainly, I think Stephanie's probably counseling uh, a dozen people right now that came out of this podcast, and we're thrilled about that. Uh, what's the most important thing that comes out of this podcast, Stephanie? Well, Doug, the most important thing to us, our most important reason for living is to tell everyone we meet and anyone who hears us that Jesus loves them and wants to be their Savior. And we're going to tell you that right now, folks. So listen to what we have for you here. Thank you so much. May God bless you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. One of the more exciting things about our ministry is being able to tell people how they can know for sure they're saved and believe in Jesus Christ and spend eternity in heaven. The Bible tells us there's four things we need to know to be saved. The first thing it tells us is we're all sinners. The Bible says there are none righteous. It says that everybody in the world is a sinner. The second thing that the Bible teaches us is there's a price on sin. The Bible says for the wages of sin is death. The third thing and the good news that the Bible teaches us today is it says, but God commendeth his love toward us while we were yet sinners before we were even born, Christ died for us. So we can know we're a sinner. We can know there's a price on sin, but thank God that Christ died for us. Then the Bible says we must speak it in our mouth and believe it in our heart that all we need to do is pray to God, believe it in our heart that Christ has died for our sins and ask him to save us in Jesus Christ's name. And you know what, folks? He will. If we can do anything to help you in that area, please send us a message. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources and to help continue this podcast, visit us at woundedspirits.com.